Welcome to the Tortoise Quick Take Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Today, Tortoise provides a timely update on trending topics in the market. Hello, I'm Matt Sully, Energy Portfolio Manager at Tortoise. It was an exciting one in capital markets last week, and the world forgot about Saudi Arabian oil after bullish data points from the country on their production and rumors of a potential ceasefire in the Yemen conflict. Instead, focus shifted further east to the Ukraine, where it's alleged by a whistleblower that President Trump tried to use his office to persuade the country to investigate Democratic rival Joe Biden. This development led Nancy Pelosi to launch an impeachment inquiry at which White House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff read a parody of the transcript from the call in question exaggerating the dialogue. This resulted in the president's call for Schiff to resign for attempting to defraud the American public. You can't make this stuff up. Meanwhile, a couple of hundred miles up I-95, New York hosted the UN Climate Summit, and the key highlights, according to the group, include... 77 countries committing to cutting greenhouse gas emissions to net zero by 2050, 70 countries pledging to boost climate action plans by 2020, more than 100 business leaders aligning themselves with the goals of the International Paris Climate Agreement, and 12 countries which vowed to help fund the developing countries adapt to climate change. The notable shortfall was China, who made no meaningful commitments. Related to this, it was a big week for developments in the global gas market tying into the key themes we've been talking about in the teal energy deal. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, then today's your lucky day. I've included a link at the end of this transcript that will take you to a detailed explanation, but in summary, the teal energy deal is Tortoise's proposal to meet future growth in energy demand while reducing energy poverty and combating CO2 emissions by replacing coal generation with wind, solar, and natural gas. We've been doing this in the U.S. for a while now, and we are the only major economy to significantly reduce CO2 emissions over the last 10 years. Now, thanks to our domestic energy boom, the U.S. is exporting tons of low-carbon energy to help the rest of the world replace coal and follow our blueprint. We are confident in the plan, and several events in the last week support our position. First, LNG developer Telluran announced a memorandum of understanding with Petronet, the largest importer of LNG in India. Petronet was formed 20 years ago as a JV of India's leading gas companies to build import terminals to support the country's growing demand for natural gas. India is one of the fastest-growing gas and LPG markets in the world thanks to the government's desire to reduce pollution from coal power plants, transition from solid fuels such as coal and wood, and home heating and cooking, and eradicate energy poverty. In fact, in 2018, India announced plans to invest $10 billion in gas infrastructure including 50% growth in LNG import capacity by 2023. Next up, Japan announced plans to invest an additional $10 billion to encourage broader use of natural gas worldwide. Already the world's largest LNG importer, with five decades of import history, Japan has now met its previous $10 billion investment goal from 2017 with four large-scale LNG projects, and this latest commitment will further support gas-replacing coal. Here at home, Kinder Morgan announced its Gulf Coast Express gas pipeline was placed in service, providing two BCF a day of access from the Permian Basin to markets along the Gulf Coast and the interstate gas pipeline network with access to export markets. Finally, the Department of Energy reported that in July, natural gas for power generation was up 4% year-over-year, while coal for power generation dropped 13% year-over-year. 
This brings year-to-date growth in natural gas for power generation to plus 6% versus last year, while year-to-date coal for power generation is off 13%. Obviously, this information comes out on a delayed basis, but it's indicative of the trend in the market nonetheless. Quickly, in company news, Elliott has issued an open letter to Marathon Petroleum's board calling for separation of the refining, speedway retail, and pipeline business into three distinct companies. This follows Elliott's engagement with the company three years ago calling for a similar plan. Now, call me crazy, but I don't think spinning off 670 million MPLX units to its refining investors, most of which are not natural MLP holders, is a particularly good idea, but what do I know? Last but not least, it wasn't a particularly pretty game, but the Chiefs got out of Detroit with a W, and tortoise marketing genius and resident Lions fan Jen Ashlock has agreed to wear a Chiefs jersey to the office for the month of October. Go Chiefs! Thank you for joining us, and stay tuned for our next cast. Have topics you want covered or other feedback to share? Write us at info at tortoiseadvisors.com. Nothing contained in this communication constitutes tax, legal, or investment advice. Investors must consult their tax advisor or legal counsel for advice and information concerning their particular situation. This podcast contains certain statements that may include forward-looking statements. All statements other than statements of historical fact included herein are forward-looking statements. Although Tortoise believes that the expectations reflected in these forward-looking statements are reasonable, they do involve assumptions, risks, and uncertainties, and these expectations may prove to be incorrect. Actual events could differ materially from those anticipated in these forward-looking statements as a result of a variety of factors. You should not place undue reliance on these forward-looking statements. This podcast reflects our views and opinions as of the date herein, which are subject to change at any time based on market and other conditions we disclaim any responsibility to update these views. These views should not be relied on as investment advice or an indication of trading intention. Discussion or analysis of any specific company-related news or investment sectors are meant primarily as a result of recent newsworthy events surrounding those companies or by way of providing updates on certain sectors of the market. Tortoise, through its family of registered investment advisors, does provide investment advice to Tortoise-related funds and others that includes investment into those sectors or companies discussed in these podcasts. As a result, Tortoise does stand to beneficially profit from any rise in value from many of the companies mentioned herein, including companies within the investment sectors broadly discussed.